Genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of Hot Fuzz one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. Today, we're about to go off on minute 88, which begins with Danny revealing to Angel that it was just ketchup and ends with Danny telling Angel not to bring back up because the NWA will just make all of the evidence disappear. Mm-hmm. And we have Robert Black back in the guest spot. Welcome. Yeah. Here again. <laughs> I always, you know what? I'm a fan of when a movie can show someone opening the trunk of a car and not do the Tarantino shot. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the Tarantino shot in and of itself is a ripoff of like another movie that did it first, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You would assume. Yeah, right. Because that's all the Tarantino does is rip off other movies that people have never heard of. Um. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so young filmmakers think of them as Tarantino shots. Yep. Yep. It's true. Nick Nick got really quiet because he was like, I don't, hey, don't. I'm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> leave, leave Tarantino alone. <laughs> you know, his uh, characters are, you know, I want to, I want to talk about, I don't know. The moment of like the showing him the, the ketchup packet is like. Is it him, like, kind of making the first move? Yeah, I guess so. I guess I'm so. Like, hey, can we joke about this? Yeah, I, I, I think that must be what it is. Um, I mean, obviously, like, in the context of the film, it's it's for the audience uh, to understand yeah. that Danny's okay. But in the in the context of the scene, yeah, I think that's I think it's him just breaking the ice. I think, mm-hmm. yeah. Because like, like, I think like the movie reason that Nicholas is staying so still is like, is he a corpse like the fake out? But I think the in movie reason is like he doesn't know what to do f- at first. Right. Right. When doesn't Angel know, doesn't know where they are. Right. And he doesn't know what's happening, really, because he hasn't been able to talk to Danny yet. Yeah. He just yeah, he knows. Know. He just knows that he faked the stabbing. But he He's doesn't know the same reason the knife's still in place. Yeah. He He's left it because he doesn't know where the ride's going to end. Yeah. He's like, what's he's so, so like uh, disoriented. Right. Um, yeah. Again, I love the lighting in this, the, the lighting of the, the, the back of the car, the, the brake lights, um, I think is, uh, is, is really, really solid. Um, it kind of sets up the noir vibe that the next couple of minutes are going to have yeah yeah for sure um it's it's really fun how this broke down where it really feels like the the way this movie broke down it really has felt like each week has been sort of its own thing it's they've they've each had their sort of their own vibe to them Mm -hmm. um and you know like last week we were talking a lot about agatha christie and now this week is like yeah it's like heavy like horror and and noir vibes 
Um, was it last week when he talked about like what he thought was actually going on? No, no. Last week, that was a couple weeks ago. Last okay. week was uh, just the revelation of like the NWA being behind oh, okay. everything. Um, and and it it you know it obviously reminds us of the ending of uh, Murder on the Orient Express, where it's like right. it's there's no one killer. It's everybody did it. Um, uh, so it's sorry, spoilers for Murder on the Orient Express, everyone. Um, but uh, <laughs> more like spoilers on the Orient Express. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I just I I really love how overwhelmed Danny is and I really cannot get I can't get a feel for what he knows and what he doesn't know. I can't right? like it it's I, sort of uh, the one this weird uneasy unanswered question. Mhm. This of like how much does he know? How much of it is denial? But really how like crazy is it to 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 believe? Cuz like how much denial do we have in our own lives, you know? Yeah. Hmm. How much do we look the other way on stuff? I don't know. I mean, Wait, yeah. In this minute, he says he thought it was about wrapping people on their knuckles and sending them on their way, but he just stabbed someone for them. Right. Yeah. So he knows exactly. it's more than that. Yeah, exactly. Like there's for sure some denial going on, some some repression, which I think goes, you know, maybe is involved with uh, his, his, uh, his perpetual state of childhood, his infantilization, is he's had to stay a child because an adult would have to confront the things that he's seen and done. Maybe yeah. when you become an adult, they tell you what's going on in town and he just couldn't handle it. So he drinks. Yeah. Like maybe it's like if they never take me seriously and not, never treat me like an adult, maybe they'll never tell me what they're really doing and I'll never have to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but they obviously don't tell everybody because the rest of the police force doesn't know. Yeah. And they're all a bunch of dum-dums. That's, I mean, yeah, that's definitely... That's definitely true. Well, all of them except for Saxon. Who oh my god! Boy. They're yeah, Saxon's <laughs> fucking legit. I just hit. I got we're we're the Sanford Police Department, the populace that are kept dumb and asking the and asking none of the right questions by this like big organization oh. that controls everything. I did oh. it. Oh. I cracked it. I see. Um. Yeah. I. I'm. I am very frustrated with Danny and I'm, I am a little frustrated in the moment about like this whole sort of like, like where Danny stands in in, within everything, because it doesn't, it really doesn't make a lot of sense that he would be willing to stab, you know, would, would not only be willing, he's willing to pretend he knows he has to pretend to stab him to the point where it was premeditated he set mm-hmm. it up so that he could do it. So he knew enough that he would have to do that. But now he's claiming ignorance uh, and innocence right. about all of this. And it doesn't it doesn't really vibe with everything that's happened. And so I'm a little confused. I mean, there's the there's the perspective of he was putting it there to not stab him. He was putting it there because like, don't forget your lucky thing that you keep in your pocket. Sure. But he definitely put the ketchup packet in there, too. Oh, uh, that's true. That, he had that, to have. That does it. Yes, it was yeah. definitely premeditated. Right. Because he does have a ketchup packet in his hand. But like, I, I imagine that was to put like blood on his hand, maybe or something. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I really think it was out of sight, out of mind. I, I, I think he probably does know more than he's letting on. I think he but yeah, he kind of like forced it out because like he doesn't want to think about his dad doing these horrible things because his dad is 
the architect of his whole life, arguably. Yeah. He he isn't his own person. He's still just Frank's son. Right. He's not Judge Judy and Executioner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the, the movie's utter commitment to still being a comedy in these moments is is valiant. Yeah. Skellingtons. Yeah. Um, I don't know nothing about no skellingtons. I don't, I don't know, know nothing, nothing about I don't, no skeletons. I don't know nothing about no skellingtons. My, my, my favorite my favorite line that he says in this in this bit is go back to London. Yeah, like <laughs> he says it he says it like it's a foreign planet. Like, <laughs> go back to London. Go back to London. So like so earnest. Like, yeah, like it really is this one minute is such a testament to Nick Frost as a as a performer. Like he's able to be so funny but playing the moment so straight like danny does not think anything that he's saying is funny right and but and he sells the he's my dad line really well yeah too. yeah like the pain is so real and it just makes things like i don't know nothing about no skellingtons like really funny because he's such a he's such a cartoon child in a in such a real way it's kind of a miracle What's interesting, too, about the change in the line, because like it is a slight change from the script uh, and it and the the slight change actually adds a level of of actual innocence versus uh, uh, like uh, like innocence and ignorance versus denial because him saying my dad line. No, no, no. The 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 skeletons line because oh. he says I don't know nothing about no skeletons in the movie, and that is like I I don't know what you're talking about. Like that that I don't know anything about any skeletons. <laughs> but in the in the script, the line is I don't know nothing about the skeletons about the skeletons. Yeah, the <laughs> the like which is which is that's that's him in denial. Like that's him lying. <laughs> Because yeah. if he says, I don't know nothing about any skeletons, like that's, that is ignorance. And, and I don't know nothing about the skeletons. It's like, wait a minute. So you know that there are skeletons? What? Yeah. Cause the fact he's for, it's a, there's a formalization in right. the skeletons. I like, always thought about them before. Right, right, right. Um, but this is skeletons as a, as a general concept. They're like what? Yeah. What are you talking about? Uh, it's. Uh, it's a very interesting change from the script and it seems like they were really adamant about about making sure that they portray Danny as innocent as possible um, mm-hmm. so that the end of the film works. Yeah, because, you know, yeah. th- th- there's a version of this movie where the audience could be left wondering about Danny when they aren't supposed to. Yeah. You know, like there's the movies like throwing so much at you. It could very easily the audience could be asking or looking into the wrong stuff. The movie really keeps its focus on these two's relationship. Yeah, it's it's also interesting because later he says, uh, you know, when Angel says he's appointed himself judge, jury and executioner. And in the mm-hmm. film, Danny says <laughs> he's not judge, Judy and executioner, um, which is, you know, like that's that's the funny line. Like that's the that's the bit. Um, it's interesting in the script, it, it's almost like there's a follow-up joke because he says he's not, he's appointed himself judge, jury and executioner. And Danny only says in the script, he's not judge Judy. Yeah. And then Angel says he is Danny, which makes that funny. Um, which, which it's, 
It's not funny in the movie because in the movie he's just blowing off what he just said and he's like sure. he is he is an executioner he is judge jury and executioner but mm-hmm. in the in the script Danny just saying he's not judge Judy and Angel saying he is Danny is, <laughs> he is judge yeah. Judy it, it's, it's almost like like trading jokes I guess right yeah um, it's uh, it, it, yeah I, I I think I like the way that it is in the in the movie better because it's a little more. Um, I don't know, a little more like uh, like wordplay, whereas like he's not Judge Judy is just like a dumb joke. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. it's it's slightly different. I I I think I think the adding the executioner, Judge Judy, and executioner is makes it funnier. Yes, it's a big yeah yeah. Um, but because uh, it almost kind of I don't know, like it, it it there's an argument to be made that that is very human. Mm-hmm. That you would say the wrong thing in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Do you think that there was a point in time at, like at any point where this movie was called Blue for Yuri? Nah. Because <laughs> it, it definitely could have been called that. Blue um, Fury, yeah. Blue Fury. He says uh uh I can come back and I can bring the Blue Fury of the Metropolitan Police Service with me. Which is the most like righteous thing that uh, Nicholas Angel ever says. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's uh, it's pretty righteous. Um. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, yeah, go go yeah, go back to London. London. It's, it's like he's Princess Leia. <laughs> go back to London. In my D and D game, they went to London. That's how they pronounce it because they don't know what it is. Oh, cool! <laughs> you know? yeah. Well, I never thought about doing a D and D campaign where like they come to our world yeah uh it it feels like that feels like a movie that would have been made in the 90s mm-hmm. directed <laughs> by chris columbus yeah but directed by chris columbus yeah like the masters of the universe like version of dungeons and dragons movie yeah um, like brendan yeah. Fraser, legit or uh i guess mario odyssey did that too um, mm. oh yeah <laughs> yeah that's your mario movie you haven't come to our world uh, saves yeah, on budget instead like of being Smurfs. from our world yeah <laughs> yeah i guess that's i guess that was like the weirdest point of the like of the of the mario brothers movie was that like they lived in our world like yeah, why Mario's weren't they one just, of us why weren't they just plumbers in the mushroom kingdom like i don't why did they have to be <laughs> from the from the bronx or wherever they were from so uh i mean look there's a lot of weird choices in that masterpiece of a film but um mm-hmm. <laughs> But all of which I love because they're so ridiculous. I love. I I really liked that movie as a kid. But <laughs> yeah. I, I the um the the world the mushroom world like used to scare me because it was so gross. Oh, for sure. And yeah. tactile, like it felt real. And like the idea of being there as a kid like scared me. Look, there are only three cyberpunk masterpiece films, uh, and they are the two Blade Runner movies and Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> That's it. End of list. What about the Matrix? Oh yeah, the Matrix. You're right. Okay, never mind. There's four. That's the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, that's true. That's the Mount Rushmore. Um, oh man, just imagine, just Harrison Ford, Ryan Gosling, Keanu Reeves, and uh, <laughs> and then both, both, uh, both, both Mario both, and Luigi. Both Mario, Mario, and Luigi, Mario. <laughs> hey, it's me, Mario, Mario, and my brother, Luigi, Mario. <laughs> oh my god. 
They're doing the weird. They were doing the weird thumb thing. They would do. Oh man, I would wear that shirt. <laughs> and no one, zero people would know what it would mean. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so great. Uh, they would get three of them, and then it'd be like, "But why is?" <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, uh, do we have anything else for this minute? I mean, Bob Hoskins. Damn Bob, Hoskins, I was trying to think yeah. of his name the whole. Bob, like, Bob Hoskins and, and John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. Yeah. I kept wanting to say John Luigi because <laughs> his last name is so close. <laughs> Luigi Zama. Yeah, Luigi Zama. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but uh, make sure that you're checking out the other Dueling Genre podcasts. I think they're all on hiatus right now, except for us. Um, it's just us and the protagonist podcast. Uh, and yeah. that's it. Spider-Man's coming back soon. Right. After this one, after this show wraps, uh, Spider-Man will be back with Spider-Man 3, which will be, uh, I think that one's going to be a lot of fun. Much like uh, the the Phantom Renaissance, uh, we're going to try and uh, do a Spider-Man 3 Renaissance. Um, we'll see. We'll see how well it works out. But uh, uh, I have high hopes for uh, making people look at that film a little differently than they have in the past. Um, not to say that it's a great film, but I don't think it's as bad as everyone says it is. Um, I think it has moments of greatness in it. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I think that a lot of it is misunderstood. Um, but, uh, anyway, so that if you're interested in hearing about that, um, make sure that you tune into the next season of Spider-Man minute with, uh, myself and Zach Luna, who I'm sure will be uh, popping up as a guest, uh, soon popping up like a Koopa shell. (laughs) Yes. Just like a Koopa shell. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 89 for the greater good. The greater good. 